And welcome into Heavy Hitters, everybody here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KR Kutztown, a Wednesday show. Jack, I'm Mitchell Smedley. So glad to be with you, buddy. We are here. Two hours of sports talk coming your way. The latest and greatest. We got MLB talk. We have NFL predictions for the upcoming weekend. Um, highlighting some big time college football matchups. The first college football playoff rankings were released. We'll give our thoughts on those. Um, and the teams that's on the outside. We had a big debate on the Monday show. What's better, NFL or college football? We both sit on opposite debate. sides of the aisle. Absolutely was a great debate. Uh, but if you missed the Monday show, you can catch it on Spotify by searching Coastal University Radio. We are on there. Um, yeah. And for music shows, if you want to listen to those, they're on Mixcloud. So, bingo. Getting everything. You are. Okay, I, just didn't, I didn't know if you wanted you to didn't elaborate even, on that. I didn't know if you were going to send it over here or... So I thought you were. I thought you were still monologuing there, buddy. <laughs> um, it's the opening good. monologue. It's important. It is important. So, lot on the docket today, as usual. In the fall, Monday was our sports equinox: NBA, NHL, MLB, and uh, NFL. Yeah, I don't know why I stumbled on that. Monday Night Football. Uh, <laughs> we're here. We're living. We are doing a okay. So. Um, Mitch, how are we doing though, brother? I'll send it over to you. Okay, there it is. That, no, I, <laughs> you was, did that last year. I so. know, and that was honestly unintentional. Oh my goodness, I thought you were. Uh, I thought you were going to keep going. That that was unintentional. No, well, uh, Mitch's soda of the day is a we got the Coke. Um, we got the Coke today. This is where I thrive. Yeah, he had a Pepsi last time. Then he had a Pepsi Zero Sugar, and which was much to his distaste. And now he's got a Coke. Um, so I actually did uh, some intense research a few years ago. Uh, Coke increases my air hockey playing ability by 150%. Gotcha. True story. Oh, that's an early caller. Well, we'll let Mitch tend to that. All righty. Um, let's start with MLB talk. I mean, the World Series rolling on. According to the Nielsen ratings, not a very highly watched World Series, and I had a take on that. A lot of people like to, you know, have something to pull against. You know, if it's not your team in the World Series, you like to root against the big, the bad guy, the big bad guy. Uh, but we talking really about the that. big bad guy. This World Series. Who are we talking to? <laughs> We're talking to the big bad man himself, Mr. Regs Kegs. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. And sorry, I'm calling early, but I got a doctor's appointment tonight to try to kick this little uh, little bug I got. Not COVID, so don't worry about that. Uh, so I thought I'd call in a little bit early if it's all right with my. Uh, Absolutely, never bad Regs. to hear from Regs, right? Yes, correct. All right, what do you got for us today, Regs? Before I get into uh, football, I thought I would. Uh, Talk a little bit about baseball. Um, there's a game tonight, right? Or yes, there is. Yep. Night. Game, game tonight still. five. Okay. Um, I think that the Diamondbacks are going to fight back a little bit. They always seem to have a little bit of a little bit of fire in them when they got get uh, uh, backed up against the wall. Um, but unlike the Phillies, I don't think that they're going to uh, you know pull off some kind of miracle. I I, I think the Diamondbacks will win tonight. But uh, game uh, six, I think, will go to the Rangers, and uh, that'll, your, the Rangers will be your uh, World Series champs for the first time ever for the uh, for the uh, uh, for the team. So that is my prediction: Rangers in six. I like that, Regs. Welcome to welcome to the sensible side of things over here. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, so football wise, um, I think it did pretty good last week. If I may pat myself on on the back, you did. Uh, you did. Eleven and five, folks. That doesn't just happen. That's. I'll tell you, it just must be that uh, that gut instinct that I have, and uh, I don't know. But uh, I, I do have to warn you, uh, Mitchell, that you might not like uh, one of my calls today, but uh, we'll get to that when we get Let to it. Let me guess, you're picking the Cowboys, Regs. Uh, unfortunately, yes, but we'll get to that well, in a minute. Well, you're gross, so. I know, I'm sorry. But hey, hang up right now. it's all going to even out, right? 5-11 and 11 this week. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, okay, so we'll start. We'll start there. Um, yeah, you know, I, I just have a bad feeling about this game. I mean, the Eagles. You know, yes, they're they're this, you know, the only team that's seven and one. They're they're you know, but but all these wins the past couple of weeks have not been convincing to me. It's it's just it's always just been, you know, by the skin of our teeth or last minute rallies or I mean the Commanders game we started you know really bad. Fortunately, the second half it was much better. So it really wasn't quite last minute. It was more like, you know, first half bad, second half good. But still just not convinced. Uh, I'm, I'm still not convinced. And I think uh, that the Cowboys, you know, as much as I, you know, dislike the Cowboys, I think that this might be, uh, this might be their, their, their chance to, uh, to beat the Eagles. So give me the Cowboys. Yeah, put me down. You know, if I'm wrong, you know, this is one where I hope I'm wrong. I got you I, down, I, Riggs. You know, but I'm just, just giving you my gut feeling here. So uh, let's see. So that's, that's that one. Uh, so I've gone a little bit out of order. Uh, tomorrow, Titans, Steelers. Uh, give me the Steelers. Give me the Steelers. Um, it's a good pick. Yeah. It's the right no, pick. No real scientific thoughts on that, but uh, I think the Steelers will, uh, will, will win that game. Uh, Dolphins, Chiefs, interesting. Two six and two teams. Uh, Chiefs coming off of a uh, surprisingly embarrassing loss uh, this, this past week uh, that no one really saw coming. Um, at all, uh, but I don't think the Chiefs are going to let that happen again. Give me the Chiefs for that one. Uh, Vikings, Falcons, uh, two four and four teams. Uh, Vikings have a big injury now, right? I, something, something. Correct. Line. They filled the hole a little bit, Reg. So, just to give you an informed pick here, Kirk Cousins is done for the year. However, they did trade for Joshua Dobbs from Arizona, so they they okay. traded for a quarterback. Not a great quarterback, but. Dobbs. A starter level. He's there. He's starter caliber. He's startable. Yeah. All right. So I don't know. Two, four, and four teams. Uh, it's questionable. Both of them. Uh, give me the Falcons. Hey, uh, I'll, nice. I'll, I'll take the Falcons on that one. We'll see what happens. Um, Seahawks, Ravens. Um, give me the Ravens. I'll take the Ravens on that one. Uh, Bears, Saints. I'll take the Saints. Trying to trying to go through these quickly for you, so I don't waste your time today. Uh, Cardinals, Browns. Uh, well, I want to say the Browns, obviously, much better record and stuff. But uh, you know, I had that weird gut feeling about the Panthers actually winning their first uh, uh, win this past week, and you guys kind of chuckled at that. And, and look at that, I was right. So you were right. I just have a weird gut feeling that I think the Cardinals might get their second win out of the, out of this one. So well, they didn't just give the away Cardinals their quarterback that game. Ranks. Um, Bucks, Texans. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> but give me the uh, give me the Texans. Uh, Patriots, Commanders. Um, you know what? As much as I hate the Patriots, uh, I think the Commanders aren't all they're cracked up to be either. And I think that hmm. the Patriots are. They're obviously a horrible team this year, but I think they could, you know, maybe get their third win out of this one for some reason. I've got a gut feeling on this. I'm going with a lot of weird gut feelings here, so this might be my, this might be the week that I totally crash and burn here. But, you know, give me the Patriots. We'll see what happens. Uh, Rams, Packers, uh, I'll take the Rams. Colts, Panthers, I don't think the Panthers are going to do that two times in a row, so Colts. Uh, Giants, Raiders. Uh, yeah, I went with Jack's Giants last week, and they let me down. But I went with them the week prior, and they, 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 I was correct. So, uh, hmm, that's a coin toss for me. Uh, I'll, I'll disappoint Jack and say Raiders. Uh, Bills, Bengals, um, 
you know what? Bengals have been playing pretty good football. I think they're going to go five and three, uh, and that I'm going to going to go with the Bengals. Uh, and last but not least, uh, next Monday night, Jets Chargers. Uh, put me down for the Jets. Oh, okay. And wow. I think I've covered them all. Yes, sir. That's Not going to lie, Rags. First impressions going through it for you. I think that I think this is the uh, the week it falls apart. I think so. I think I think so too. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I think it's dip too. But you know what? Somebody's got to do it. So yep. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to do it and see what happens. Credit to you going first, though. You didn't hear our reasoning. You went with purely Rags reasoning. That's oh, it. I like it. Respect. That's, all. That's it. All right. Well. All right, gentlemen. Good show Rags, as always, and I'll talk real, to you uh, later. Real quick, one final thing. You can give a very short answer. One word. Uh, you heard our debate on Monday. What is better, oh, yeah. in your opinion, college or pro football? Uh, based on okay, – oh, man, you got to back me up on the wall here. Well, let's, yep. let's just say – I, I don't really want to give that answer, but let me just say uh, that based on your, the arguments that both of you were giving, I kind of felt like – and I'm not an expert like you guys are, but – I kind of felt like I was siding a little bit with Mitch's arguments a little bit more the other day over Jack's, but um, yeah, that, that's all I'll say. Thank but, you. But you both had excellent arguments. And, yeah, it was fun, uh, I right? I really don't have an opinion otherwise, but for my uneducated uh, opinion on the whole thing, I just kind of felt like I was siding a little more, more with Mitch, but it was an excellent debate, and uh, I thought uh, you guys should do more like that. Awesome. All Always right. great to talk to you, Regs. Thank you, Regs. Good luck at the doctors. Right. Hope you feel better soon, and uh, we will... See how those picks pan out for you, buddy. All right. Have a good night, gentlemen. You too. There he is. There he is. The Great one, way to start off. The one, the only, Mike Riggs. All right. Before we get back into it, though, we have a message from the KUR Notebook Attention KU community. Want KUR at your event? No problem. Go to www.kutztown.edu forward slash KUR. Find live events slash remotes. Read the reminders and fill out the form. Our promotional director or an eboard member of KUR will reach out to you as soon as possible. An important reminder about events is that KUR needs at least three weeks' notice to even consider your event. No exceptions. This message is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. All right. Hour number one of Heavy Eaters continues to roll on on this Wednesday evening. So glad to be with you as always. Regs just gave his NFL picks. We'll get there later on in the show. But for now, let's talk about a little bit of the World Series. Heading into Game 5 tonight at Chase Field, the Diamondbacks with their backs against the wall. Some refer to them as the answer backs this postseason, a Quiet. team who plays their best with their backs against the wall uh, based on their performance from last series. We're not going to revisit all that and everything that entails. But for the present, right here, right now, going into Game 5 tonight, Mitch, what is your thoughts? What do the Diamondbacks have to do better um, for the rest of the series in these, these next three games? Well, the bats got silenced and uh, the bullpen collapsed in their bullpen game yesterday. It was uh, an ugly showing. Uh, it was not good, and it allowed the Rangers to really take control of this series. And now the Diamondbacks have to manage every game like it's a Game 7, and for three games, that is difficult to do. It can be done. I believe it was the Cubs over the, uh, at the time, Indians. Yes. Coming back from a 3-1 to one deficit in the World Series. It can happen. It can be done. Um, this team is young, though. This team uh, ha- doesn't have much of that experience outside of a guy like Evan Longoria. Um who, by the way, lost the only World Series he's participated in. Um, it, it really comes down to uh, to the bats and the the uh, bullpen for me. The starting pitching should uh, should remain locked in, in my estimation. I picked 
both Gallon and Kelly to perform well, and I believe it's Gallon on the mound tonight, right? It is Gallon on the so bump tonight. I, I think that uh, I, I do agree with Regs. I actually have the same outcome as Regs here. I believe the Diamondbacks win tonight, home field advantage. That crowd is going to rock, uh, give them that final push they need, especially if the Diamondbacks score first. Because, uh, you know, going in, they're facing elimination. That stadium's going to be a little tight, a little tight. Uh, but if they can get one across the board, everyone will loosen up a little bit. And uh, you know, Chase Field is, is, you know, it's not nothing in terms of home field advantage. Definitely they can uh, they can be raucous there in Arizona. Um, the uh, the Rangers, though, you're seeing what, what we talked about, that insane lineup. I mean, even with the addition of Travis Jankowski, which I can't believe I'm actually talking about right now. Travis Jankowski. One uh, went away from being a world champ. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, we call him the harpoon in my family because uh, he had, like, one three-run double against the Marlins. Jacob deGrom is one went away from getting a title by pitching it's in a couple of innings. Crazy, right? So It's just odd. It's a weird team over there in Texas that is just getting it done. I mean, I- the right story on the players. Look, the Rangers are the prime example of if you spend your money right, you will have success. Look at the guys they paid contracts to. Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, that middle infield duo. Huge for them these these playoffs. Corey Seager's, Seager's been, been great, an, an yeah. animal. He's been Barry Bonds level good. To the fact where you just have to practically pitch around him, he's that yep. lethal right now. Marcus Simeon really turned it on in yesterday's game four. We'll dissect that one coming up here in hour number one. But man, oh man, Hecadolis Garcia. He got hurt. He didn't play yesterday. Might be out the rest of the series. Well, he is. He was replaced on the roster. Okay, yeah. So he is out the rest. He of the and series. Scherzer, by the way. So yeah, we'll see. Which hey, would affect game seven exactly out there. Um. So and, and Arizona has their two best starting pitchers in five and six. Yeah, Arizona and, could push this to seven. I believe my original I, that, pick was, was game seven. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say Rangers in seven. Now I just think it's so hard to manage against elimination for so many games in a row. I I don't know if there's a team who can do it. That's obviously still alive between these two. I think it's I think it's the uh, the Diamondbacks. But the Rangers have showed at every opportunity that they can close out without a hiccup. They had two sweeps. And they battled back for a game seven in the ALCS. The Rangers. The thing is, where have they been vulnerable? At home, Mm -hmm. which is where two of the next three games will be played. Exactly. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, they've played four home games in the playoffs. No, 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 no. no. Six played six. They played six, and they're two and four. Lost all three to Houston. Beat the Orioles in one, and split the first two. Uh Oh, yeah, series. I'm sorry, the World Series. I wasn't yeah. thinking about it. They played two. one in the LDS. Yes, yes. Lost all three to Houston and then split the first two of the World Series. So they're 2-4 and four in their six home games this postseason. That's not odd. Not a good record, yep. but they're 10-0 and 0 on the road, which, by the way, is road a Warriors, single season, man. which is a single postseason record. Um, it's unbelievable. Most wins on the road in a single postseason ever, and it's the longest postseason road winning streak ever in MLB history with their 10th yesterday. That's unreal. So, 10 road wins in a row for Texas. And if they make it 11, they're world champions tonight. Yep. That is the most of all time, uh, surpassing the 96 through 97 Yankees. Um, And there was another Yankees team tied with them there, too, uh, way back when. But that was the most recent of the Yankees teams to get that marker. So, Texas has surpassed them. They stand alone in this this, uh, spot. Who's on the bump record. for uh, Texas tonight, by the way? Nate Evaldi. Evaldi. So the, the, the oh, Mr. Postseason. Here we go. The guy who started off against uh, started off his career on a team rival of the Diamondbacks, the Los Angeles Dodgers, has a chance to close out Arizona tonight on the Texas Rangers to get them their first World Series championship. 
In their 62 years of existence, they came into the MLB in 1961, are still searching for their first World Series title ever. Ever! Um, but yes, um, Avaldi would be a two-time world champion after that. He won in 2018 with Boston. Boston, yep. So It's impressive, man, how they've thrown this team together so quickly. It uh, is. The, the growth is really unprecedented, and it gives hope to so many more teams out there that are Toward the bottom third of the league, that can say, "Hey, we can we can climb the ranks pretty quickly in this in this new format with that extra playoff spot." Credit Chris Young in this front office yep. uh, for what they were able to do. They just got in. This team had enough belief in of themselves that, "Hey, we don't care where we get in. We just we just need to get in, and we can make things happen from there." And they have shown right from the jump uh, that that has happened. You know, they swept their first two series, came back in a tough, hard fought series, winning four games on the road against the Astros to win it in seven. And like that doesn't sit. happen, by the way. No, you don't just go into Minute Maid Park and win four separate ball games. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Now, granted, two of them facing elimination. Granted, this wasn't the same Astros team from a year ago. Still no. a very good team, but not as dominant great team. as they were last year. Very great team. So, All really right. impressive. Uh, yes, ha- it is. Have you enjoyed the World Series so far? I've been slightly bored by. It. I mean, two of the games were blowouts. <sighs> yeah, that's the problem. Game two and game four, the even games were blowouts. It was 9-1 and 10-0. And it's yep. tough to be entertained by a game that's a blowout. I mean, you're seeing really good execution on one side and horrific execution on the other. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's tough. And again, I was going to say it before, you know, you know, we, we had the regs call and I briefly teased it. But I think why viewership is down because no one has, like, there's not a, they, none of these teams are hateable. Like, unless you're rivals of these teams. Like, unless you're Astro fans. Or any one of the AL West, you don't dislike the Rangers, really. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a rival of, the, you know, if you're not in the NL West, if you're not like the Dodgers, Padres, or any of those teams, Giants and Rockies, you don't really dislike the Diamondbacks. I mean, these are two teams who just don't get under the skin of a lot of, you know, the regular fans or and really also, even, even the diehard fans, too. Like, these teams yep. just don't bring a lot of distaste. And what is a big part of sports is why viewership draws so much is that, like, usually when they're in the title game, one team's like a big, bad juggernaut team or like a villain-type team. Like when the Patriots were a dynasty for so long. Or Houston. Why Why the World Series was watched so much last year? Not just because Philly was in it, and Philly's a big market in and of itself. But Houston's the villain. I mean, they've been dominating the American League for seven straight years now. People want to see them lose. They, they draw viewership because people want to see them fall on the big stage. It's a good point by you. I was way more invested in the ALCS than I am in the World Series. It felt like the National League Championship Series and ALCS. Both of those very good series went to seven. It felt like that was kind of the World Series. You get what I mean? Yeah. Um, I I think it's a good point by you, but I I don't think it's the full story uh, because you look at... uh, Take the Super Bowl. Uh, Rams-Bengals, I think, broke records for most watched. Yeah. Those teams weren't hateable. I liked those teams. No, but there was a lot, there was also a lot of star power on the field between right. those two teams. If and that's my other thing roster, is, uh, that's the point I was going to make, is the there was a lot of likability. I think especially with both of those teams that I just pointed out, those Rams that year, uh, Matt Cooper Stafford. Cup. Yeah, Matt Stafford just made his way over from uh, from Detroit. That was his first year, right? Yeah. And that's been a quarterback that is so underrated throughout the league, and everyone was kind of like, it would be so cool for this guy to, to prove himself on the biggest stage. Like that would be incredible. The Super Cooper Cup is one, is one of the needs. biggest playmakers uh in this in this league. And on the other side, Joe Burrow. I mean Young flashy quarterback. Yeah, young flashy. It's like this upstart Bengals team. That's every teenage like, girl loves him, you know. It's like starved <laughs> for success, a city that hasn't seen a Super Bowl ever. Yeah, possibly he, could get their first one. There was just a lot of great headlines on both sides. This World Series, yes, Rangers could get their first World Series, Diamondbacks first since two thousand one. But the problem is the NFL is a lot more casual fans than the MLB does. And that's where, you know, they're already at a disadvantage, I think. 
if you look at you know how many people were tuned to the Super Bowl compared to the World Series, I mean those viewers. Well, the Super Bowl is an event. Yeah. Exactly, it's an event. I'm and, saying proportionally though, you need that team that people fall in love with. And this year, I'm not saying this to be selfish, but this year, America's team, so to speak, was the Phillies. No, dude, I think a lot of people didn't like the Phillies. I like, disagree. I mean, I don't know. Oh, I 100. percent I'm, I'm, I'm an NLEs fan, so yeah, I, I can't. Know. I can't even. And I'm a, I'm a I can't even fan, gra- so I can't hard. even grasp the other like thought side of that that the Phillies are like a team that everybody likes. That's just wild. To From me. what I heard, apparently a lot of the national media was was really liking the Phillies. I mean, you had the Castellanos's, right? Nick and Liam. Um, I, I don't. Harper look, coming back against the Braves. I don't like a lot of the Phillies players. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, they're good players, aren't they're they? They're like, they, yeah, they're. I mean. Yes, they're good players, but like you don't look and you go, oh, I don't like that guy. Because whether right. it's something he's done off the field or the, the only you know, one that, people that, can that, do that, that for is Harper. But he's changing that narrative completely. Yeah, Harper's really matured. I think that's something he's definitely take a step forward. And you know, he was because the problem was he kept trying to prove himself to everybody, and he was always against the odds. And you know, t- since the time he was young, he took a different path. I mean, the guy dropped out of high school to play JUCO at like sixteen. Like he was crazy. Yep. But so. I mean, he what he said was uh, he, the most pressure he was under was to get the num- become the number one pick. Yeah, and like he said, after that, that's when he started maturing. That's when he could finally let loose. So. All righty, we, we got to take, take our break. first break of the show. We'll be back, continuing to discuss the World Series, um, games three and four, game five, rest of the series outlook, all of that and more coming right next year on Heavy Hitters on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. We're progressing through our number one here on Heavy Hitters. Mitchell Smedley and Jack Heim rocking with you on this Wednesday evening here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. And we'd like to do it with you. 610-683-4058-610-683-4058 if you want to get in on the discussion. Right now we're talking World Series. Diamondbacks Rangers. Rangers currently up 3-1 to after a resounding 10-0 victory in Game 4. Game mm-hmm. five features both teams' aces on the mound tonight. Mitch, game four was not uh, not ten to nothing. What? Eleven seven. Eleven seven? Yeah. They were, they were up ten nothing. That's what I yeah. Of. So yeah, there was uh, eight more runs scored. I did know that, uh, and then I well, I stopped watching ten nothing. Who didn't? Yeah, a lot of people did. Who didn't? Who didn't? Eleven seven. Man Sorry. alive, Corey Seager. Sorry. Um, Seager's done it again. Joe Davis is the best, by the way. I don't know. He is I, I don't a very that. good caller of baseball. I would like to see better. What? There isn't better. Who's better? So, you think that, uh, oh, I used to know his name. I like Brian Anderson. Would, no. no. I mean, no. I don't know if I say he's better for the World Series over Joe Davis. He's I think he does an incredible job. awful announcer. So. He's so biased. The Atlanta series, he was so biased toward Philadelphia. I think Joe Davis is biased. No. Yes. No, he's so equal. He's a good announcer. I'm not trying to take away from the guy. I mean, he clearly has earned where he's supposed to be. Um, and he does a good job. I'm not saying he's bad at, bad at announcing. Um, but, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I've always thought, like, no matter who the team the Phillies have been playing, um, I've never been like, wow, he's so against us, or wow, he's really, really for Philadelphia, right? Like, I've nah, always thought dude. he's pretty down the middle. Nah, dude, Buddy always was grilling. Up. Buddy always takes a chance to take a jab at the Mets. Well, who doesn't? So it's because. Do you know why? It's because the Mets do a lot of things wrong. I think we're gonna fix that with their new with their new front office. You thought that the last time? 
and never said that. I never liked Billy Epler. When, when have you ever heard me say something positive about Billy Epler outside of the trade deadline where he got us overhauled our prospects? I thought you were excited about him when he first came in. I thought you told me that. Who isn't excited that, like, you're, you're seeing possible change in a front office that's seen a lot of change and hopefully a guy who could establish some consistency? Hmm. So... You're telling me you're not optimistic when you see the Phillies bring in a new executive? You're telling me you weren't optimistic when Dave Dombrowski got hired? I really, Give I didn't break. really have any thoughts on Dave Dombrowski until he went out and got Schwarber and then added Cassidy. You didn't have any thoughts about Dave Dombrowski, then you clearly must have not known his track record. No, I knew his track record. But I also knew that what he did was build teams up for one or two years of success, and then he leaves them with ten years of failure. What are you tapping your leg over there for? I just got a text message affirming what I said. So what? I was never excited about Epler. People who know me, and I, I thought, thought you, you were. Know. All right. So clearly, I thought you knew me. Oh, I'm so sorry. So. But no, uh, when um, no, I, I was torn when Dombrowski came in. I really was like, let me just analyze the, problem the moves was, as they. I think away. the problem when Dombrowski came in for you is just you were so accustomed to the Phillies being so mediocre. Yeah. Um. That. Well, we were worse than mediocre. I now know what that word means. Yeah. <laughs> Newsflash, Mitch understands. Mitchy tries to understand what mediocre means. I just, like, it It makes total sense linguistically. Never, like, I've never heard people use it in that sense, though. So. I feel like when people say mediocre, it's like the most poverty franchise ever. You know? Like, the Panthers are mediocre. They're not mid. They're way below mid. I just got a news update that the Padres took out a $50 million loan. San Diego addresses short-term what? cash flow issues for obligations including payor, player payroll, according to The Athletic. So they took out a $50 million loan. They're broke. They're freaking broke. They don't have a negative cash flow mm. position. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. I oh. need that as a soundbite on our board. I need that from George Carlin. All righty. Those, uh, uh, those real ones know what I'm talking so about. So you say Rangers in seven, right? Ah. <sighs> No, I think Rangers in six. It's set up to be Rangers in seven. I'm gonna go Rangers in seven. Okay, so you do. Th- so you think the Aces do their job? Why? W- so I think Gallon shows think- up tonight for the first time this postseason. He pitches quite well. Evaldi uh, matches him, but I think it's a lower scoring game. I think it's like a three-two Diamondbacks win. So my question though is: so obviously they win the Kelly game, uh, fought against whoever because Scherzer's mm-hmm. gone. You don't think that's a win for Arizona if they get to Game 7? They'd probably go with John Green. Or John Green. John, John Gray. Green. John Green. Um, what is this, Crash Course History? <laughs> Got my colors wrong with the last name. John Gray, John Green. Hey, I'm John Green, and this is Both. Crash Course <laughs> U.S. History. Both guys exist. And he's been thrown onto the mound. <laughs> he's taking the mound in Game 7 of the World Series. He got a Crash Course in MLB, and now he's here, folks, on the biggest stage. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Could you imagine that, John Green? Um, celebrity first inning pitcher in Game Seven. Celebrity bullpen game. Uh, that would be great. So John Gray. Um, look, Fott got hit around a little bit, a little bit in Game Three. Not overly. I don't know. Mary Ke- Merrill Kelly shoved in Mary Game Six. Kelly. If what is going on? With I don't know. I can't say names right now. Merrill Kelly shoved in Game Two. He, he will shove again in Game Six if it gets there. Going to Game Seven, but the Rangers are at home. I think they get it done. Oof. I'm torn. I I honestly feel like this uh, Gallon game tonight is their biggest opportunity to close out the series. Yeah. So I might uh, 
I might go Rangers in five. It could very well end tonight. Longoria loses another one in five. Give me the Rangers tonight, actually. Yeah, I was going to go Rangers in six, but the more I look at it, quite frankly, uh, I think Kelly is uh, oh, when you're quite frankly really good. Yeah, well, quite frankly, when you look at it, and when you look at it, quite frankly, I think Kelly's going to do really well if it gets to him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got to go... Uh, Gotta go Rangers tonight, man. I don't think it's overly high scoring. I think five uh, four. I think five four. I think we got a one run Nine game on runs. our hands. What? Nine runs. Yeah, combined. that's not overly high scoring compared to eighteen. I, I, I runs. said three two. Okay, well that's boring. What? What's the theme here? Low oh. scoring. It's boring. Anyway, anyway, six one zero six eight three forty fifty eight. If you have any intense feelings on the Diamondbacks or Rangers. Judging by the viewership numbers, I'm assuming you don't. All right. Well, actually, um, you can call in after a 30-second break. We're going to step aside for our traffic rush hour. Well, you can call in at any time. We'll play exactly. on after yeah. the break. Exactly. Call in. Call in. But Phone's right here. Exactly. I'm getting closer to the phone. All righty. We'll be back in 30 seconds here on Heavy Hitters on the Radio Voice of Goodstown University. K.O.R. Goodstown. Lehigh Valley accident has 22 east closed at 512. No accidents in Berks County, 222 or 422. Schuylkill County on 209 or 309. Carbon County on 248 or 443 or on the turnpike. The 69 News Traffic Center tip line is 610-820-1111. That's the latest from the 69 News Traffic Center. And welcome back to Heavy Eaters on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University. K.R. Kutztown. Jack Mitchell Smedley, Ayo. our number one. Okay, World Series. Um, any last thoughts you got there? Um, Philly I mean, should have been there. One of my headlines, Noah Dolis, no problem. Um, especially offensively. They put up 11 runs yesterday. <sighs> Rangers, man, they just look like a different beast. I don't know. I I, I think the Rangers win it either way. It either, I think it's either ending tonight or in seven. I don't think there's a way they win game six. It's just my thought. That's what my gut's telling me. But my gut's telling yeah. me Rangers in seven, so that's what I'm going with. I like it. But I like Rangers in five a little bit more. Get this over with. Okay, buddy. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, – I, I still can't get over that I checked my phone and the top sports headline was an interview with Travis Jankowski. That doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. By the way, tip of the cap to the Rangers bullpen in Game Three after Scherzer left it to three yeah. innings, yeah. six innings of one run ball the rest of the way. That's, That's really good. John but I, Gray uh, three key innings got his name right this time. Yeah, good job. Um, and the rest of the crew took it there. And Leclerc got the save. He's been dynamite this postseason. Big strikeout of Carroll in the eighth inning, looking on a slider from Chapman. You know what really hurts? Watching Fott give up three early runs in that game. You know what else hurts? The umpiring in the series. You know what hurts the most? What? Was being so close and having so much to say and watching you walk away. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, the umpiring's been bad. It's been bad. Like, Bring I, on the robots, please. I, I said this. I said this. I disagree with that. Um, Why? I said this, man. Because there's really good umpires. Mitch, because there's really good umpires out there. And there's really bad ones. And they just happen to schedule some of the worst umpires for the World Series. Makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Gene Sterator got the Super Bowl like every year. Because he was the best referee. Can we put the best home plate guys on the docket for the World Series, please? Like, like, would it would it make sense? Yes. Would so does Rob Manfred do it? No, no. Like, I don't get why. 
It, it literally is so stupid. I saw a tweet before the start of the series, or, or, or a post on X, I don't know, whatever you want to call it now. Either way, I saw a post, and it was like, umpire rankings um, going into the World Series and, like, who's scheduled to be behind home plate every night. Like, four of the seven games were guys who were ranked in, like, the 60s or 70s out of, like, the 100, That's close funny. to 100 guys who are home plate umpires. I'm like, why are these guys working the World Series? How is this guy in the league? Like, it, it <laughs> makes no sense to me. I don't know if I screenshot or not, so I'm going to go quickly. This try man is it. a bona fide scrub. He can't up. No disrespect whatsoever. It, it's mind-boggling, and I am totally on board, ready for the uh, robotic umps. Uh, interesting note I heard, it was addressing people being upset about the strike zones. I I don't know why it was said in the playoffs when there's only one broadcast. But apparently there's different strike zone boxes on the home and away broadcasts. Oh. Apparently it's not just universal. I don't know. Right, I found the tweet. Very quick to find. World Series umpires were announced. This is a tweet from six days ago. DJ Rayburn got Game 1, ranked 75th out of 92. 75th out of 92. Wow. Quinn Walcott, who got Game 2 first. I'm sure that was a pretty well-called game if the guy's first. Um, Alfonso Marquez, who got Game 3, 77th. Um, By the way, he had a pivotal missed strike call, uh, a missed call on Gabriel Moreno in the ninth inning of Game 3. It was a 3-1 count. Ball 4 outside would have walked and put the tying run at the plate. Said he calls it a strike, grounds out to third. Game-altering call right there. Um, not saying the Dimebacks would have won, but completely altered what could have been with that call. Uh, David Rackley, who was doing yesterday's, uh, yesterday night's game, last night, I don't know what I'm saying anymore, last night's game, 68th out of 92. Brian Knight for Game 5 tonight is the thir- uh, second best umpire ranked in the series. Brian Knight, 33rd out of 92. And then if it goes to 6 or 7, Vic Carapaza, 60th, and Crew Chief Bill Miller, 53rd. What? What are we doing here? I don't know. Makes zero sense. We should have one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Or if you can't even, like, if you can't do that for whatever reason. In the top 20, you, I don't know. Like, top 30 is the cutoff. Like, you're telling me you can't get seven of the top 30 home plate umpires to be available for the World Series? It's um, ridiculous. Like, what else are they doing right now? Yeah. I don't get it. It's frustrating. NFL puts their best referees on the Super Bowl because it's the biggest game and calls matter the most. What do I know about running a sports league? Yeah. Any uh, other MLB? No, and we're going to step aside for our uh, second break of hour number one. When we come back, uh, we will move on. Uh, no more subject, no more thoughts from me on the World Series. So we will uh, get into our NFL picks to wrap up hour number one. You're on Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, K or Kutztown. Hour number one of Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, K or Kutztown. Jack I'm Mitchell Smedley rolling with you for the next about 17 or so minutes uh, to get you through hour number and one a whole of another two. hour. Exactly. To get us through hour number one of two of sports talk here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Man, oh man. So much on the docket. We talked World Series. We got NFL, college football, NHL to talk about. We didn't really get to that on Monday uh, because of our long-winded debate, which was, I think, very therapeutic in a way for us to get us. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed so. it. I enjoyed being right. <laughs> Except you weren't right. Anyway, I was. I totally was. That's enough out of you. Um, <laughs> let's move on to NFL. Regs already gave his picks, and now it is time to give ours. Starting with tomorrow night's game, we will give everything but our uh, Monday, Monday night. night game pick. Yep. 
Um, so let's get right into it. Thursday Night Football, Titans, Steelers. Mitch, start us off, buddy. Oh, man. Uh, I hate Steelers games. Really good defense, really bad offense. Makes things hard to predict. But they're going up against the Titans. And I don't think the little bit of success they found with their offense recently is sustainable. Especially against this really good defense. I got the Steelers in a really gross game. I'm going to join you there. I'm going to go with the Steelers as Something well. Something like 16 to 13. I'm going to go with the Steelers as well. I'm going to go with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Will Levis is going to be first start on the road more than likely. Yep. Because um, I believe he is a starter going forward the way he performed last week. Um, Has so yeah. to be. Give me, give, me, give me the Steelers to win the game. I like their defense. The offense is going to be able to do enough against that Titan defense um, to get them the win. So give me Pittsburgh. To get another W and improve to five and three. Ew. What is this world right now? That offense <laughs> getting Having on the team with five, five wins? wins. That's so weird. That's so disgusting. Oh, excuse me. Kenny Pickett is starting. I don't know why. Yeah, I thought I, I thought Trubisky was done. It said he was a game time decision, so I wanted to play it safe. But Pickett's starting. Um, so yeah. Kenny Pickett will be fine. Steelers' offense will be fine. Honestly, that makes you that makes me fine. more confident in picking the Steelers. Have you watched him throw in that offense? I mean, it is I putrid. Can't really get a good look at a guy when he's in a scheme that is as bad as Matt Canada's is. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, yeah, that actually reassures my Steelers pick even more now. The Pickett's playing, so Kenny Pickett and Steelers will improve to five and three. All right, let's move on to Sunday's games: Dolphins Chiefs, the uh, first of the two Frankfurt games this year in Germany. It's a shame it has to be this one because uh, this would have been a nice Sunday night game. This would have been awesome, man. We got some marquee matchups this week. We got three of them I'm really excited for. Uh, I have two. Is this one of them? Yes. Okay. But, yeah, this is a uh, – I'm excited for this game. We're really going to get a measuring stick. Do the Chiefs bounce back? Are the Dolphins for real? Are they pretenders? Yeah, all this stuff. Uh, Jack, I started last one. You start this time. Alrighty, I am going to go with the Miami Dolphins to get the win. Wow, two in a row down for the Chiefs. Look, I like this opportunity. They lost a tough game to Denver. They're going, you know, long plane ride to uh, to Germany. This is for both teams, but I think it's it's tougher to go, you know, across to a different continent. Um, you know, after a loss to a divisional rival. I like the Dolphins to win this game. I think their speed and their skills a little bit too much for this Chiefs defense to handle. I think Jalen Ramsey being back has a whole different dynamic to this Dolphins secondary. Give me Miami to win a tough one, 27-24. Ooh. That was actually the score I was going to give, but I think in the opposite direction. Um, Let me talk through this, see if my mind changes, because I have not had a good uh, pulse on this game all day as I'm thinking about it. Um, You got really some opposite offenses here. You got... One offense that has really good receivers and another offense that has no receivers. You do have Travis Kelsey, though, on the Chiefs. Um, Yeah, I, I like the Chiefs' defense, though, to at least stand their ground against Hill, Waddle, and friends. I don't know, though. The more I look at it, Ramsey being back, does he have growing pains? Uh, is he... Rusty, I don't know. Didn't look at last week. I know, but there's usually that one week early on when a big D back is right. 
or, or back that uh, when a when a defensive back is back that I don't like how that sounds, but uh, they usually look rusty in one of those first games. I don't know. He's he might just be that caliber of player that that doesn't happen. I mean, he is him. He is Jalen Ramsey. So, oh man, um, I don't know. I I argued with you that the Dolphins are contenders. I'll stand by it. I say they get a win over the Chiefs. Give me something. Uh, give me something really close, like twenty four twenty three. Really close game. It, the difference is uh, Dolphins make a couple stops. Ramsey breaks up a pass in the end zone in like the third quarter, makes it a field goal instead of a touchdown, changes the score complexion. All right, let's go to Baltimore Seahawks and the Ravens. And this is another good game, man. Let's start off with Mitchie. Yeah. Well, um, I like both of these teams. Uh, I like one of them more, though, and that would be the Ravens. Oh, man. I, I think the better quarterback is going to win this we game. we got to stop agreeing all the time, man. I know. I know. The I know. problem is my gut is telling me Baltimore here. Yeah. So I'm going to join you in the Ravens department. I like both of the. We got some really good matchups this week. But this, this is not a, uh, a game that. The Ravens are going to be able to breeze through, though. I don't love the dynamic of the Seahawks on the road. No, it's not great, is it? Like, they, I don't think they've, they have not played particularly well on the road all year. In fact, I think their lone road win was against the Giants. Oh, they beat the Lions, too, in overtime. Oh, but, I thought that was in Seattle. Yeah, no, that was in Detroit. I forgot about that. That was week two. So they got two of, the three, two of their five wins on the road. I guess they haven't been as bad as they thought. But they've been a lot more convincing at home, as you would customarily expect. Outside of that clunker to the Rams in Week One, played well against the Panthers. Same with the same, with the decent enough against the Cardinals, and pull one out against the Browns. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really love this team. The more I'm looking at, it, give me the Ravens comfortably by a touchdown. Okay. So, I think Ravens by single digits. Ravens by a touchdown. That means the Ravens. Uh, projected win, projected to cover. Let's go Cardinals Browns. Uh, not too much time for me on this one. I'm going with Heavy Cleveland. Hitters. Uh, to get the home win. <laughs> okay, buddy. So. Jack. It's that time again. We got John from Schnecksville on the line. John, we're going John. to our NFL picks. What do you got for us today, bucko? Actually, what I really wanted to talk about was kind of a bold take. Get you guys' thoughts on it because... Obviously, as a lifelong Steelers and Giants fan, but focusing on the Steelers right now, their offensive woes are just that. They're woeful. So, recently, as in today or maybe late last night, Josh McDaniel was canned from the Las Vegas Raiders. Correct. Now, we all know people in the past who were great coordinators, Buddy Ryan on the defense with the Eagles and Bears, awful as a head coach. Josh McDaniels, very good on the offense, very bad as, an, as a head coach. So, my thought process is, can Matt Canada, although I hate to see people get fired, especially this time not of year, him. but a job is performance. you got to perform, and he's not. Hire Josh McDaniels as the offensive coordinator. Get this offense rejuvenated. The Pats offense is always very good, even though Brady didn't have great weapons. Steelers have really good wide receivers. Should be a nice, smooth robust transition for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, and just one other point, just to go back on officiating, it's not good in any of the leagues. You can watch hockey, football, baseball. I don't really watch basketball anymore, but the officiating is extremely inconsistent across the board, and unfortunately they make too many calls 
that impact games at critical times in both the NFL and Major League Baseball. Look forward to your thoughts, guys. Have a great show, and uh, go Steelers. All right, there he is, the Steelers fan himself. Um, listen, I think you're right. I think hockey probably has the least bad officiating, in my experience, Jack. I don't know about you. Uh, once in a while, I say, "How is that not all sides? What are you What are you talking about?" Uh, the NBA, it's all it's all atrocious. It's paid for. It's crazy. Um, NFL, MLB, we've talked about at length. Yeah, I agree. It's in all four. But uh, I think hockey, if you're looking for the least amount of official interference. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But um, I think it would improve the Steelers. I think you're absolutely right. I don't Honestly, I don't know if their offensive line would be helped by any coordinator. That's just not gelling right now. It's just not, um, it's not working as a unit. Um, the independent guys there, nothing awe-inspiring. I'm not sold on, on Kenny Pickett anyways, no matter the scheme. I understand he shows flashes. I'm not sold on him being consistently good uh, whatsoever. So I think it would help uh, a little bit. I mean, an offense can't look worse than the Steelers do right now. Um, it's just a matter of if they're going to stick with, with Canada. I, I think everyone in the league believes he should be fired right now. Jack, when do you think they pull the trigger on that? Not this year. Yeah, off season. I really don't think it's mid season. The them. Steelers just don't feel like an organization that would do that, especially as, with a, a four. As much record. as Canada's presence is crippling them as a team, they have a winning record. The, That's you could the problem. Tell, you could tell the players don't like him at yep. all. Yep. It's uh, I think it's blatantly obvious. If they were if they were two and five right now, yeah, if they, they were might be bad. Gone. That's the problem, though. Like, the Steelers are never bad enough under Tomlin where they recognize their flaws and feel the need to make a change. Nope. Like, they're just so mediocre the last couple of years, it doesn't mean anything. Like, yeah. that's why I think Tomlin's undefeated streak is overrated. It'd be one thing if you're, you know, getting into the double digits every single year, but the last couple of years, you know, 10 and, what, seven. 10 and 7, FMB 9 and 8. 9 and 8 in uh, perpetuity. Like that's, that's not, like, it's not impressive to me. No, it's not. Especially when the offense is this lackluster. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I say that. Not. It's not taken away from Tomlin. He's a good coach, and he's had long, sustained success here in Pittsburgh. The Steelers are a football team that has seen stretches of success like no other, I think, with just how consistently competitive they are. Yep. Um, but in he a way, did, that uh, kind of holds oh, them. In a way, like, you know, that can kind of hold them back sometimes when they, you know, don't recognize the flaws that they have. But anyway. John from Sexdale did preface it by saying it's a bold take. I agree. I think it would help, John, but uh, no, I don't, yeah, I I don't think the Steelers are that bold franchise. That, yeah, exactly. That make big. They're um, very conservative. I don't think they clean house in the middle of a, a season. They're not the Raiders. Yeah, they're not. Rangers, or not Rangers. Raiders are a dumpster fire. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's keep getting back into these picks. So sure. Cardinals, Browns, and Cleveland. I don't think there's much to deliberate here. No. Uh, the Browns are going to win this I think one. this is one that uh, Regs got wrong. Yeah, I agree. Bucks, Texans down in Houston. Um, do you think a Baker Mayfield and Buccaneer bounce back is in order this week, or do C.J. Stroud and the Texans recover from a tough loss in Carolina? Well, someone's going to bounce back, and quite honestly, out of the two quarterbacks, I trust C.J. Stroud to uh, to bounce back more than I trust Baker Mayfield. Uh, problem is, I think Mayfield has the better weapons. I think the Bucks overall probably the better team. What's the Bucks' record right uh, right now? Both are three way? and four. Both three and four, huh? And the Bucks started out two and zero, oh, so they've. Uh, Lost four out of five. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no, wait, what? They were three and one. They were three and one? Yeah, they were two and oh, though. Oh, okay. So they lost four out of five. 
So they've lost their last three mm-hmm. and their last four out of five. Um, so I would uh, – I don't think anyone runs away with this game. This is a tight game, one of those games that no one cares about, though. Uh, what are the Bucks? one game back in their division? Uh, yes. Yeah. Like half a game. Mm. I don't know. Four, Something four, tells four, me four, Strout uh, bounces back really well. Give me the Texans. I'm going to go with Tampa in this okay. one. I don't, I don't hate that. I pick. don't love the dynamic of the Texans losing to Carolina the way they did. No. I mean, that offense made, you know looked horrible, horrible against a not really. I mean, Panther defense has got some good players on it. They got some it, good pieces, but, but it's not a as collective a unit, unit. As a unit, it's not great. No. And they shut that Texans offense down. Therefore, I think the Buccaneers are going to be able to do a similar type of deal. I like C.J. Stroud as a quarterback, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not convinced with the Texans fully yet. This is not a team that I'm looking at as like, oh, next year they can be going right into competing. I think they're still going to need a couple years. Uh, but first, before I uh, log down the picks and move on to the next team, I do get a message from the KUR Notebook. To educate your students, did you know undergraduate research and creativity gives you many of the resources needed to publish and present your work at regional, national, or international levels? To learn more, please visit www.kutztown.edu forward slash UGRC. You can also stay up to date on conferences and publication opportunities <laughs> by following UGRC on Instagram at UGRC underscore KU. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Whew, that was a close one, buddy. All right, um, so I'm going with Tampa, Excuse and me. you Excuse are me. going with uh, the Texans. Houston. Houston, we got a problem. It's where the uh, Bayou City streets meet the country roads, Jack. Stop it. <laughs> All right, oh, I'm just kidding. Right, <laughs> Bear Saints in New Orleans. Uh, okay. Oh, the big easy win for the Saints. Yep, uh, I'm with you there. Uh, not much to talk about. I think Derek Carr found something last week. Yeah. Footwork was a lot better, I think, in that game against Indianapolis. I think... Uh, Foot on the accelerator in that His car. play continues to just get a little bit better incrementally week by week. Saints win it uh, against the lowly Bears. Despite them getting Montez Sweat, nice trade acquisition for them. That is... So what's the... Uh, what's going on with Olave? I would love to know. I don't know. <laughs> I would love to know. Considering he's on my fantasy team, where the buy-in is three hundred dollars per team, I thought and, of you. Uh, in and that. he was my third-round oh, pick. Man. I would love to know where Chris Olave's at. I, I please, please inform me where this guy has gone because Rashid Shaheed is getting the big plays and Michael Thomas is taking the underneath. So where is Chris Olave's role in this offense? Uh, you know, the guy was only you know pushing a thousand yards last year. Might have gotten over a thousand yards. It makes no sense. The guy is such a good receiver, and they don't use him correctly at all. The Cowboys finally used C.D. Lamb right last week, and look Isn't what he did. it a miracle when you use number one receivers properly? Exactly. It's like a renaissance with A.J. Brown in Philadelphia. I don't understand what's going on. Um, I wish I was anywhere else but in class when I showed Jack the headline of uh, of the whole situation there. All right, Mitch, I'll let you finish this on the uh, next hour. we got to step aside. We'll be back for hour number two on Heavy Hitters. And welcome in to hour number two. Welcome back to Heavy Hitters here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. I'm Mitchell Smedley. That lovely thing over there is Jack Heim. How y'all doing? (laughs) How the redneck are you, Jack? Yeah, how the redneck are you? And we are giving you all of the best in sports talk 
And you're giving us your opinions as we make our way through the show. 610-683-4058. If you want to get in on the discussion like John from Schnecksville so often does. We love him and his his New York accent, you know. That's stop. Not that was not good. That was very perfect. That was Hey, I'm talking here like Johnny. No. No, you aren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I am. No, no, you are not. So let's get back in. Let's get back. We, we're going through the NFL right now. We'll get to college. Vikings. Which is and inferior. And then we'll get to NHL. We have enough so much. Going through the monologue. I gotta let everyone know what's going on here. You're trying to jump the gun like it's a rope. Holy smokes. But anyways, once again, 610-683-4058. Vikings what a- have a new quarterback, Joshua Dobbs. They traded for him from Arizona. And this week, who do they go against this week? I knew that. Uh, who is it? Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. So here's the thing. Um, I, I don't ever know what to make of either of these teams. Minnesota has won four of their last five games. Have you realized that, Jack? Yeah, I have. It doesn't matter. I'm picking the Falcons. Stop. Stop it. Joshua Dobbs, man. Uh, his first game in Minnesota. I understand the Falcons have some defensive capabilities this year, which is crazy. I don't know. I like the Vikings. I like this uh, ground game finding its feet in uh, Cam Akers. For some reason, they win without Justin Jefferson. It just is a thing. And Desmond Ritter is awful. Oh, Desmond Ritter's not starting. Oh, yeah. Forgot he got injured. I totally missed that. Taylor Heineke? It's Heineke. Nice. With the best Halloween costume of them all. Yes. I totally forgot about that uh, that Ritter injury. That's crazy. My goodness. I'm a, I'm a sad person. but uh, Okay, you're going down with the Vikings. Yeah, I am, because yeah. Taylor Heineke's also very bad. Way to rush my pick. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, it was there. You should have just gotten to it. Um, anyway. Um, wow. You kind of talked it up. I mean, I don't know why you're talking about this Who crinkled your dress game. shirt? I don't know why you're talking about I think this, this is going to be a really good game. I think the These Falcons teams are, are both four win. and four, win. fighting for playoff position. So You I realize think, one of these two teams is going to have a winning record after this week. Yeah, and I think it's going to be the Falcons because of uh, Taylor Heineke. He's despite, awful. I think he's better than Desmond Ritter. Most people are. He got people forget Taylor Heineke got Washington to the playoffs. Mm-mm. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, he did not. He kept the minute against Brady and the Bucks. They were one touchdown away from winning that game. They were they lost by four. Now it doesn't really matter in retrospect, but like his one, first start one game. I don't know. He's better than Ritter. Give me the Falcons. Taylor Heineke just got that dog in him. So both uh, both teams with. Crazy quarterback situations, trying to find chemistry. Yeah, and Josh Dobbs' first week with a new playbook, I don't care that he was an astrophysicist with NASA. <laughs> Is that what they're trying to use to hype it up? So, I mean... <laughs> That's funny. You sound funny. I uh, mean, he is uber smart, but, like, I don't know, give me give me the... Uh, Dobbs, that's an astronaut name. Hey, this give me is, Atlanta. Uh, Armstrong to Dobbs. Come in, Dobbs. All right, Rams-Packers in Green Bay. Mitchie started off. I got the Rams got shellacked by the Cowboys, who are a really good football team last week. Uh, They have the better offense. Sellers at the deadline. I don't know. They're still better than the awful Packers this year. Better quarterback. Better pizza. Papa John's. Yeah, I'm going with the Rams as well. The Packers' offense is putrid. I mean, they do nothing well. 
at all. So, for that reason, I like the Rams wide receivers. I like Cup. I like Nakua to have a bounce-back week after a rough one against the uh, the Cowboys, which is baffling to me. But things happen. Things do happen, man. And I think they're going to have a, a bounce-back week. Is that a 4 o'clock game? Up in Lambo. No, I think it's the last of the 1 o'clock games. I think there's only three 4 p.m. games this week. Really? Yeah, it's... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. There's one more, one more, one more one o'clock that I missed, which is Um, Washington against New England. This isn't really a contest for me. Uh, I understand they just gave away uh, Chase Young, but Washington is still better than the hopeless, hopeless Patriots. Better quarterback. Um, I I like what I see from Sam Howell. He turns into a superstar every time. Every time he plays the Eagles, but uh, this game's going one of two ways for me. Sorry to cut you off. You're good. I know you're going Washington here. Um, you're really you're really rushing me this segment. You love Sam Howell. What up with that? <sighs> Sorry, dude. Like, I don't know these. These <laughs> like these last couple of games are not interesting. No, this one's not. But that, you got to admit that Vikings Falcons game is at least interesting. I I, uh, I will have my sure. eye on it. It's an interesting game. I'm um, sure. I don't know. <laughs> Why are you wrong? <laughs> oh, okay, sure. <laughs> so that little piece of flotsam Jack doesn't think it's an interesting game now, does he? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, this one's boring, though. Washington's going to win. Give me New England. What? The Pats are at home. Oh, my God. I don't like it. I don't like the pick, but it's what my gut's telling me. New England's at home. I don't like Washington. I think this team's not that good at all. They just sold all their good rushers pretty much. They sold Sweat. They sold Chase Young. They said, get out of town. We're going wholesale rebuild um, and embracing that, which I think is the right direction for this team to go. My question for them, though, is... Give me New England. They're a different team at home. They've talked up Sam Howell, and they think they got the coach right. They think they got No, the I don't think they do. Right. I, I don't think they have the coach right. I think they hired Ron Rivera, uh, and I heard this on part of my take. Uh, for the sole purpose of bringing the illusion of stability to the organization. I think that's spot on. If there's a coach you want to bring in to say, hey, we kind of got things under control as an organization, it's Ron Rivera. I mean, the guy just gives off the presence of, hey, we are under control and stable. I don't know. I just feel like they all the talk out of Washington has been like, we really feel like we have the, the piece, the groundwork laid. I don't know. Doesn't sit well with me getting rid of rushers like that. Got the receivers. I like the Washington receiver room. Um, I don't know, man. Offensive line could use some work. Now they're really in a, a trenches rebuild. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Washington. It's dysfunctional. I like it that way. Plus, it's new ownership, and then they want to get their own coach in there, too. It's odd. It's odd to me. I don't like it. But I'll still give them the win this week. All right. Colts at the Panthers. Colts. Yeah. Panthers are not a good football team. Colts have some playmakers. Uh, is Jonathan Taylor hurt? Good question. He got phased out in the second half of uh, last week's game, which is great because I have Zach Moss. Hey, don't be condoning injuries over here. No, 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 that they phased him out. Like, it's unsure if he's injured. We don't know if he is. Nothing on the, uh... Yeah. The, uh... I think they're realizing that Zach Moss is actually a really good player. And Jonathan Taylor will be traded, so... To where, I don't know. But I, mean, I think that's an offseason move. I was going to say the trade deadline passed. Buddy. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's inevitable. Isn't this the I last think, year of his honestly, contract? Um, I don't think he's going to be traded. 
I don't know. It's the final year of his deal. Could be. I don't know. I'm not up to date with the Taylor contract situation. Maybe I don't know. He's going to be out of town. He won't be a Colt. No, next he will not. That's all be. I'm saying. Yep. So uh, we're both going Indy. Let's break down our final two games, and these are two the two that excite me. Seahawks Ravens doesn't excite me that much. Um, Dolphins Chiefs does though, and really uh, Cowboys Eagles does as well. Cowboys Eagles, uh, you first on this one. Two of your division rivals stacking up against each other. Seven and one, six and two. Or is it yeah, I'm going to go with Philly. They're the better team. They have the home field. I think the Cowboys showed a mirage last week against a Rams secondary that was, I think, bound to become exposed. I think that secondary is very young. They're very inexperienced. They overperformed their, in the early parts of the season. The Cowboys exposed them. They realized C.D. Lamb could wreak havoc. It's exactly what he did. Uh, against the against the Rams, Eagles don't have that type of defense. Yes, the secondary isn't a you know big time strength, but it's not to the point where they're just going to just gash them all day long. They're going to get home. They're going to hit Dak Prescott. They're going to make him feel the heat. Um, I think AJ Brown's going to have a big day. Another one. Yeah, he, I mean, he, ever since he's was being a forty whiner uh, after his uh, lack of involvement early on, he's turned it on and just had a different gear to him. Did I call that? So. I said, after he was whining to Hurts on the side, I said he's going to go off. I mean, I guess the reward's whining and complaining. So. Squeaky wheel gets the oil, Jack. Con- congratulations. The squeaky wheel so. gets the oil. It's okay when your guy whines and something good happens. No, when you internally whine to each other. That was, there was no internal. Yeah, he was. did it on the sideline of a nationally televised game. Yeah, to his own. Guess that's internal. To his quarterback. But it wasn't about another team. That's Mitch, what do you I'm know saying. what the word internal means? Yeah, that was internal. No, no, By no. definition, that, that was about an internal matter. It wasn't about you um, know, the 40 whiners whining about the Eagles. Oh, we would have beat them. No, no, shut up. Um, And it's not like he went to the cameras and was like, hey, hey, I got something to say about Jalen Hurts, everybody, who's a terrible yeah, quarterback. Yeah, but the cameras the caught it, therefore rendering it not internal. Anyway, No, but I not, it's not like We're he tried on. to do that. It doesn't matter what yes, it, it does. trying to do. Yes, it does. It's what happened. Oh, my goodness. That it, is an awful It was internal you. matter in theory, but no, it became not internal it when was it internal was caught on matter. camera. So, bad take by you. Anyway, um, I digress. I'm going the Eagles. Uh, they're favored by three. I'm going by touchdown. Going to go 31-24. Oh, man. I have been struggling all week with this game. I don't see how. Would you let me? Whose pick is this? Whose pick is this? Oh, I'll actually let you give your pick in one second. Uh, because I'm, I'm sorry, this is bad. You're time. chilling. You're chilling. But I uh, need more time to think. I do have a message from the KUR notebook. Want to join a fun campus club? No. Join KUR. Fun events, great friends, and an opportunity to play your favorite tunes await. Email KUR at kutstown.edu. That's KUR at kutstown.edu for more information. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutstown University, KUR. All right, Mitch, proceed with your pick, buddy. Well, I unlike you, I don't think that was a mirage against the Rams. Oh, I do. Because it's happened multiple times. I think it's an offensive mirage. 40 points against the uh, the Giants. Two, you know, 14 special between special teams and I don't and care. Defense. That's still 26 points. That's not And they great. didn't need to score for half of the game. Uh, how many points against New England? It's New England. But how many points? Um, let me pull it up. Good offenses beat bad teams by a lot. Okay, so you're crediting the Cowboys for doing what they're supposed to do. Like, yeah. I don't get that. I, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't get that? It shows that they have offensive capabilities. 
35 points against, against a really teams. bad team could be like 24 points against a good team. And 24 points could win this game. They I don't understand how you don't They score 20 against that. the Chargers, dude. Okay. I got bad defense. I get it. It's been up and down. It's odd. So I'm going to all of a sudden magically buy into an inconsistent product based off one week. That's very foolish. No, I'm foolish. not saying you have That's to. That's very foolish. I'm, but I'm saying I'm worried. You're acting like it's a no-brainer that the Eagles are going to win this football game. Yeah, because the Cowboys, I think when it comes time to play the big games with this personnel and this coaching staff, I don't think they have what it takes to win. I'm sorry. I don't know I don't know what has convinced you that the Cowboys all of a sudden know how to win big football games. I, I don't. I really don't. It's a Cowboys team that beat the Eagles in the last time they yeah, played. Yeah, a fluke. Was it a fluke? It was a hard-fought game. That by a six blown, points, 40 to blown, 34. A blown coverage against T.Y. Hilton on a third and like 27 gave them a big play touchdown, which oh, was the difference in that I game. I flushed that from my memory. That was Christmas Eve, Jeff. Like That hurt me. I mean, if that's not like a... I mean, again, honestly, I don't know if I would call it a fluke. It's just taking advantage of an Eagle mistake. But like, Well, they, the Eagles have that burnable secondary. James Bradbury has not played well this year. The so, Eagles yeah. pass rush got home against Washington once last so, week. Actually, so by your logic, the Eagles aren't a very good football team. What? Because New England put up a bunch of points. Excuse me, Cowboys put up a bunch of points in New England, uh, and, New, and Philly didn't do much of anything against New England. No, I, I know. I, I'm very concerned about some of the Eagles football games. That was also week one. But it is a consistent thing we've been worried about in Philadelphia. Now my that point they keep is, winning by small margins. That's quick, why the Dolphins game was so important. I don't think I don't think the Eagles team is this the same team that they were a year ago. Like they, they're very good. No, it's but a they're weird not as polished as they were a year ago. Yeah, it's different. They're very loose. It's very. Yeah, we're better than other teams. We're better than like you know ninety five percent of the league, and we can just squeak by all of them. But again, I think this is a different category. I think they're gonna they're gonna be ready. It's a rivalry game. Uh, they're not gonna just go through the motions and be able to get out of here with a win. I think it is be, in Philadelphia. Also, exactly. That's why I'm going the Eagles. They're, but they're, they're gonna be polished in this game. I think you're gonna see what we saw last year in this game. Pass rush did not do much of anything against Washington. Receivers were open all day. Sam Howell picked them apart. Um, Cowboys receivers are better than Washington's. Uh, the Cowboys offense is better than Washington's. Mm, true story. True statement. That. You could debate that. True though. statement. I mean, I think I think the Washington top three is better than the Cowboys top three. Are you kidding me? I mean, the Cowboys have the better, best overall receiver in C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. But outside of Lamb, you know, Brandon Cooks is decent. Michael Gallup's okay. But, like, you know, if I'm ranking these receivers, I'd have Lamb one. I'd have... McLaurin and Dotson two and three. I put Cooks four, and I then, think Cooks and Dotson are pretty even. I, yeah, it's close, but I think I take Dotson overall. I think the Washington receivers are pound for pound as a room, very close to Dallas. I think CD Lamb is you know the best one of the bunch when you're comparing these two teams. Um, yeah, and the Eagles struggle against that uh, that top receiver. So they did decently against. The thing is, uh, the top receiver won't be on the outside. Lamb's a slot guy. Yeah, they did decent against Miami, though. Which is so. Who's your intriguing. slot corner? Uh, slot corner this week because it's slaying Bradbury on the outside. Blankenship, I think. He's a, you, know, you have a safety as your slot corner. Yeah, it's been bad. We're that's sliding not, people. That's all. not good. So uh, there was you know an what? Interesting Maybe Ceedee Lamb can a can go off. That's what I'm game. saying. The interesting stat on the broadcast was the Eagles started their eighth different secretary. Uh, it's not secretary. Secondary alignment. Their eighth different one out of eight games on Sunday. They have not had a secondary the same two weeks in a row. 
Bayer didn't play well uh, last week. It was his first week here. I'll give him a pass on that. Hope he improves. The pass rush has to get home this week, though. The offensive line has to keep uh, Dallas at bay. Jalen Hurts has been running for his life a lot of the uh, a lot of the season, which brings me to Jalen Hurts, who has a turnover in all but one game this year. Jalen Hurts is becoming an interception machine like Dak Prescott, and he has a fumbling problem. Not good. By the way, real quick, Jonathan Taylor does have a new contract. I looked it up. Really? Oh. Wrong. Three years, $42 million. So I don't know. I don't know when that happened. Uh, October 10th. Huh. So. I'm yeah, Not a contract year anymore. So. No, it's not. That's why I said he was going to get traded in the offseason. Still sticking He that. will. I was right. Yeah, um, you were right. But the, the Eagles have some flaws that have been bubbling under the surface of this 7-1 and one team. They shut down in second halves. They yeah. just I'm lose the ability to run the ball at some points. Yeah, I'm going to make it clear. I never said the Eagles were flawless. I just think they're the better of these two teams, and they're home. That's you why think I they're think the best they're team winning. in the league? Mm, right now, yes. Right now, yes? Yeah. <sighs> this is such a hard game to pick for me. It's a toss-up, and the only deciding factor, I'm going to pick the Eagles because I, I hate picking Dallas, and I would not live with myself if I picked them over I just think Dallas is going to win the football game. I don't. I don't. Love, I really think they could. I don't love this Dallas team. I I don't know what I'm going to get each and every week. You don't. But if they're on, it's ooh, a mixed baby. Bag. They're on. You have to respect their explosive ability. Yeah. I mean, I do. I just don't think they're going to be able to chunk play their way down the field like they did last week against the Rams. Against this secondary that allows a ton of chunk plays. So, I don't know. Going with the Eagles to win the rivalry game. Gotcha. I'll go with the Eagles as well. Not confident in it. I wonder, do you think Ruben's a big Eagles fan too, by the way? I don't know. Ruben, if you're out there, what do you think? Ruben might be exclusively a baseball guy. Ruben's uh, suspension should be up, right? Yeah, should be. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> From the cafeteria. One final game, bills Bengals Sunday night. Um, I think this one's not going to be particularly close. Um, and I'm going with the Bengals to keep on rolling. Um, the Bengals are doing what they did last year, ladies and gents, and yes, that they are. is um, start slow but build themselves up as the year goes on. I think they're going to destroy the Bills. I think they're going to just rip this defense to shreds. And it's not a bad defense. It's not, but I think the Bengals are at home. <sighs> I don't love what I've seen from the Bills so far. Give me the Bengals. This is another great game I'm ready for, and I'm ready to prove Jack wrong. I got the Bills. I got the Bills in a statement game. They win by 10. That defense is good. That defense is really good. I think the Bills are pretenders, not contenders. And I think the Bills are contenders. What would have to happen in this game? Like, what's the minimum threshold? Like, Bills lose by, like, four for you to say, okay, they're at least contenders. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Less than seven. Like a close loss. They lose by less than a touchdown. I'll be... A little bit impressed. Wouldn't say they're a contender, but I'd be impressed. What if they lose on like a last minute, last second touchdown? Yeah, I'd be impressed by that. Okay, cool. It all depends on the game script goes. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. hate the Bills. I know. I'm just saying, what would you like? What makes I just you... don't love what I've seen this year. They looked very mediocre against the Buccaneers at home. They lost to a lost to dilapidated Patriot roster. Yeah, not good. Uh, it's just been it's rather unimpressive. I mean. You could argue that if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, the Bills are third in this division right now. No, I don't think so. No, I, I think the Jets are just bad. I think that offense would be completely different with Rodgers there, and that's an obvious Hardly. thing to say. But so 
And by the way, since he has their number, I mean, well, you know, since Burrow and Allen have I'm been aware. with their respective teams, I don't think Allen has beaten the Bengals. So, I don't know. We're going to take our first break of hour number two. That wraps up NFL discussion. We'll move on to NHL talk and uh, college football. Um, going to take us the rest of the way in hour number two. Uh, thank you so much for listening so far. Plenty more coming right next here on Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Hour number two of Heavy Hitters. Jack I. Mitchell Smedley. We just wrapped up our NFL discussion, giving you our picks of the week. Each and every game outside of the Monday night game. Uh, which is Jets Chargers? Gross and week. gross. Um, I would boring. pick the Chargers if it came down to it. If I had to pick now, but, I had to um, pick the Chargers too. So, by the way, thanks for ruining my life, Joshua Palmer. Why? Needed eight points, got five and a half. Oh, sorry, sold out. <laughs> you didn't win the prize. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you know what that means? means? No, what? It you means you have no skills and you're a loser. I don't like that. That was that synchronized. That was good. We'll cut that. We'll cut that tape. But uh, roll the tape. No, okay. Um, you'll be cutting tape tonight. Get what? those uh, those submissions in. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm always right. Get used to that. So, <laughs> by the way, by the way, I won't describe the specifics, but. Uh, the tomfoolery that goes on after heavy hitters sometimes. So, so funny. Great A on Monday. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> Dude, you could lock me and Jack in like a huge cardboard box and we'd find some new way to entertain ourselves. We're entertainers. And we know just where we stand. Exactly. I might have to grab another soda. Yeah, I'm drinking a, a Coke right now. So. Yeah, I might go grab one. It's been refreshing, man. It's kind of like a wake-up call. Right, you know? That like, I'm jolt. feeling like I'm jolted for hour two. Like, I have so much homework to do tonight. It's literally not funny. So. It's literally the bomb. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> waiting for that one. By the way, shout out to Dr. Weckerly, man. <laughs> I mean, she absolutely loved me coming in. Literally like Jesse the bomb. Yeah. Shout out to Abby Rags with the idea for that. So, and uh, it did not disappoint in front of the whole class. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Represent the ABQ. <laughs> three to the three to the six to the nine. What up? Okay. Can't say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to leave them on the counter. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Talk about your first college game. Oh, I'm going NHL oh, first. NHL for, usually you go college first. I'm going NHL Because apparently first. it's better than pro football. It is. It's not. Uh, but we we really neglect. We talked a lot about a college football in the debate. We neglected kind of NHL on the Monday show. You know, that's a good point by you. So valid. Let's let's you know. So valid. When let's you look give at the it. NHL its proper recognition. Excuse me. Pardon me. My two teams played each other the other night. Yeah. Flyers were winning. The Kings we're, came back and won. We're winning three to two victory for Carolina. She feels like Carolina. Um, yeah, Carolina scuffling to start, but they got the win over Philadelphia. Yeah. What do you think of Carolina this year, Jack? Um, Brett Pesci's out. Yeah. Uh, key defensive piece for them. So we'll see how they're going to be able to manage. They haven't looked like the Canes of old. They're not killing penalties well. They're not defending well. They're not doing the things that you would expect. I don't know why I just sounded, um, like, uh. <laughs> Like like Trump when I did that, but <laughs> they're not doing the things that we expect them to do so well. Quite frankly, um, when you look at it, yeah, exactly. But 
Pesci out two to four weeks to that lower body injury. Um, so we'll see. He should be back sooner or later because that is uh, an article from a week ago. So, hey, look, he's a big part of what they do defensively, but they haven't gotten out of the gates, you know, like a Canes team would, a team that a lot of people expected to be at the forefront of the Eastern Conference race through 10 games or 6-4. and four. I mean, that's not horrible, but it's not great for one of the league's best rosters. So we'll see if Carolina can get that one figured out. But, man, the Metro is going to be just such a tough division all year long. The Rangers are off to a fast start. They're 7-2 through their first nine, as much as I don't like to say that. Um, they look really good. Uh, they looked, you know, some people were saying, hey, maybe this team takes a step back. Uh, you know, further after their round one exit last year to the Devils, but that's not the case. They're playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder in the early going. They're seven and two. They're leading the way um, in the Metropolitan Division. Welcome back. Uh, we're out of Coke. No, we're not. <laughs> I looked. Dude, there's no way that was the last one. I don't know. Were they in that bowl? No, no, no. They're in the they're in the container on the floor. Yeah, I looked there too. They're in the box on the floor, dude. There's two boxes. The one in front of the TV. Oh, wrong box. <laughs> yeah, those are sprites and uh, diet cokes. Those are like diet cokes, yeah. And Smedley exit stage right. Um. Anyway, <laughs> while he goes to get his refreshment, uh, I'll continue on with my hockey uh, monologue here. Devils five two and one again. They've looked like the Devils we would expect. The goaltending, they just got to continue to get that dynamic figured out. You know, who's going to be the lead guy all the way? I think it's going to be Schmid. I think Schmid's the goalie of the future here for New Jersey uh, over Vanacek. Vanacek's not bad, uh, but I don't think that he's the guy for them uh, in the future. Islanders, man, crushing loss to the Wings the other night. Ouch. Uh, That's an L. Overtime loss. Up 2-0 in the third. We give up three goals in the matter of five minutes. Disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful showing. Lane Lambert, you're an utter buffoon. <sighs> you know how you can tell when one of our sports teams really has a crushing loss? What? There's many times like that night where, like, you know, I FaceTime Jack. He declined me. He goes, I'll call you after the Islanders game, right? Well, I watched the Islanders game end, <laughs> and I see what happens. Oh, you did? I, I was watching the, the scoreboard updates. I wasn't, like, watching the game, but I, I saw what happened. Uh, I was checking some NHL scores. i got to put you onto a sports app. Um, Please do, yeah, dude. Because I'm not a fan of. Uh, so I, I think the it, MLB has it down. I love yes, the MLB, MLB app. app best Great. one of any sport. NHL and NFL apps, awful, terrible. Can't use them. So bad. Annoying. What's yeah. the app you're going to put me onto? Um, ESPN sucks too. Sorry. Yeah, it's called the Real App, dude. I found it like a couple <laughs> days ago, dude. I know it's a weird name. It's a weird name. Trust me, it works though. Uh, no, obviously we're not affiliated anyway. No, I've form, never heard of this app in my life, dude. Figured out a couple days ago. It's great, absolutely great. I love it. What makes it so good? Um, just like you get, you know, you can get alerts for pretty much everything: goal scores, um, you know, box score updates. I don't want a lot like of that. alerts. Like, I want summary. easy like yeah, but you scores. Can, easy to check too. Okay, so it's all in one spot. Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, that'll be that'll be lit. It's Only it. NHL or is it uh, all the sports? No, all the sports. Nice. Everything. It's your one stop shop. So uh, again, no affiliation. <laughs> yeah, but, big disclaimer out there. Yeah, please. Um, I'll, you know, if the app sucks, I'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> Mitchy tries. Mitchy tries app. sports apps. <laughs> um, ah, it's just so unbearable. Like the NFL one, especially, is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that could not have been more better <laughs> timed. Thanks <laughs> for jumping in. I'm telling you. By the way, also not affiliated. The Fox Sports app. 
has been the best app I've ever downloaded just because of the life moments, most of which I cannot talk about on a, on a live radio station, that it has interrupted with the NFL on Fox theme. Damn. Like, I've been in the middle of breakups, Jack, and that sounds from my pocket. Yeah. And the like, tension immediately lost. Just laughter abound. So. All right. Uh, rest of the Metro early season rundown. Caps, not impressed. They're not going to be anything. Uh, Islanders get them tomorrow night. Yes. In D.C., uh, the Islanders and the Capitals will meet then. Uh, their first meeting of the year. Not not thrilled with Washington. They're a very mediocre team. Probably below average. Mediocre? <laughs> yes, correct. Um, Flyers, I think they've overperformed so far. Four, oh, four definitely nine. have. Yeah. They pushed the Hurricanes right down to the final couple minutes of regulation. They lost by one to three separate cup contenders. Uh, yeah, Fortevo Teravainen shattered their hearts with a you know goal in the final minutes of that one. I love Teravainen. He had three, Such two. Such a good player. Yeah, I think this might be his last year with the Canes, though. I am aware of that. So. I'm, I'm readying myself for the departure. Um, and then Columbus, obviously, they're still going through a rebuild phase. I like what they've done on the defensive end. Um, you know, Pro Rob and, uh, and Severson, I think, were good additions, and it's going to take some time for them to gel with Columbus. But yeah, Pittsburgh, man, they've been disappointing. They're, they're in the base door now, three and six. Good. And they're just weird, man. Like, they, I think they're going to get it figured out, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs in the East. It's just such a tough conference. But I think they'll be competitive more so than they are now. Tough loss to the Ducks the other night. They gave up a goal to Mason McTavish shorthanded with 13 seconds left to lose to My Anaheim. Goodness, yeah, that's a backbreaker if I've ever heard one. Wow, at home. That's what uh, that city is. What our show is. It's Mitch Anaheim. <sighs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I had to. I thought of it when you said Anaheim last show. Or uh, or was it like last week? The last Stop time it. we were talking NHL, and I just couldn't wait to hit you with that one. Stop it, Mitch. Get some help. I, you know that was funny. Hey, the no, ceiling is. is the roof. <laughs> Maybe one of my favorite videos <laughs> of all time, dude. I think about it way too often. I wish you guys nothing but best. Wish you the nothing but the best. And remember, the, the ceiling is the roof. Let's make this happen. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude. dude! I want a shirt with that on it. I want a shirt that says the ceiling is the roof. Well, it's Christmas let, season. I hear the music coming down the hall from SGB. Let's take a look. Can we cut at, it with that, by the way? In my mind, the best division in hockey, the Atlantic Division. Uh, from top to bottom, you know, the Metro's there, too. I think the whole, the, the whole Eastern Conference this year, man, there's not, like, one team you look at and say, you know, that's a really, really bad roster. I mean, Montreal isn't great, but they're not to the point where you say, oh, God, this team's going to struggle to win, you know, more than 25 games. Like... There's no, there's no teams like the Sharks in the East. Uh, Boston, team that prime fall off candidate with the losses of you know some key veterans up front with For Bergeron, sure. Krejci. Sure. Yeah, they're eight zero and one. They're Ooh. saying we do not care. We do uh, not care. Stop. <laughs> no. So stop. <laughs> no, I started saying it last week, and I'm like, this isn't me. This is not me. This it's, is it's me. So much better when Jack says it. Thank you. What's like my version of that? Uh, ooh. Yeah. I'd have to think. Yeah. I feel like I nailed it quite frankly. I just got an alert. Speaking of hockey, the Canadians' 10% minority stake sold at a record $2.5 billion enterprise valuation. While we're talking money. According to Sportico. The uh, the, the Padres took out a $50 million I mentioned that now number one. Oh, did you? Yeah. I thought that was off air. No. I, I was on air. Was that on air? 
I don't know. Yes. Are you sure? Yes, because I remember saying that's from The Athletic on air. I thought you told me that off air. No, dude. Weren't we in Chick-fil-A when you said that? No. <laughs> what is your grasp of time right now? I am off losing my mind. Um, I'm going to go to the Red Wings who beat the Islanders. Look, that's a good team. Uh, I think what Stevie Y is doing there is great. They made some good signings. I think JT Comfer fits well there. They're just a scrappy bunch, man. They're tough on the four check. They, they're relentless. They are... I don't, I don't look at that team. The goal, and again, the goaltending is just a question. Will it hold up all year? Well, will the tandem of Ville Husso and, uh, and James Ville Reimer Husso. and James Reimer be enough to it's get them name. to the playoffs? That's the main question. I think up front and defensively, they are fine. Like what I've seen out of Detroit so far. Montreal, heck, they're overperforming too. I think they're going to dial it back a bit. But the Canadians taking the proper steps forward in this rebuilding process. Tampa's Tampa, uh, four, two, and three. They'll be fine. Johansson's a good enough goalie, I think, to keep them in the thick of things in the race. Toronto, we know what the Leafs are. Uh, they're all about the goal, and not the goalies, what am I saying? They are who we thought they were. They're all about the forwards. They're all about scoring. Um, they've been a little bit better defensively. Goaltending, eh, but it is what it is. You know, I think they're, they're not going to win the Cup, but they'll be a playoff team. Florida, Ottawa, and Buffalo. I'm going to clump these three teams together because I think they're very similar and in similar spots. Um, obviously not just because they're points in the records, but where they stand and where they're going to fit in this division all throughout the year. I want to see Buffalo make it just because I think they're an exciting young team. Uh, I, I don't know though. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know about this division. It's going to, I think it's hard pressed for them to make it. I like this team. I was high on the Sabres team. They were a team. I'm, it was, you know, very, very high, high on going into the year. I think they were one of my teams that is like, yeah, I can see them very well making the playoffs. I don't know now, though, man. It's it's when I look at the East and I say, do I see this team in or out at the end of the year? At right now, you know, we're nearing the ten game in threshold. Long ways to go, obviously, but I don't know. I don't. I can't visualize Buffalo in the postseason. Hey, it's an eighth of the way over, Jack. So same with Ottawa. Same with Ottawa. I don't. I don't think they're strong enough goaltending wise. I mean, Corpusal is decent, but I don't know. I'm not impressed by Corpusal. Uh, and then Florida, they got to get that figured out. Uh, Bobrovsky, I think he's taking a step back. Thank you. I uh, think Bobrovsky's taking a step back. I don't fully love what they you know, have defensively, and the forwards are very top-heavy. So with that being said, we're going to take our final break of the show. When we come back, I'm going to give kind of my brief thoughts of what I've seen for these teams um, in the early goings of the season, uh, and then we will wrap it up with college football here on Heavy Hitters on the radio voice of Kutztown University. Okay, we're Kutztown. Second hour heavy hitters almost winding down. Party's still raging here in the studio. Jack Heim is fired up. I feel like a DJ playing this music. This song is remarkably good. We need this uh, in our car rides home. Could you imagine just bumping this down Main Street? Oh, yeah. So, um, we do have some breaking news I want to address. Are okay. you aware of it? What? The Padres have taken oh. out a $50 million loan. I actually do have some breaking news, though. <laughs> um, it's more on the somber side. Oh. Um, the legendary head coach of the Indiana Hoosiers won three men's basketball titles. Bob Knight uh, passed away at the age of 83 years oh, old. That's unfortunate. Um, so for everyone, you know, in the Knight family, um, you know, we are, we are. The Hoosier family? Yep, Hoosier family. Um, and the loved ones of, of, of Bob Knight, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are 
with you. Uh, we send our condolences and, um, you know, Bob's legacy will live on not only with the Indiana community, but uh, in college basketball as well. So he was, um, you know, a very, very you know, influential guy uh, and a guy who certainly left his mark on the game of collegiate basketball. So for sure. Um, our thoughts or prayers are with uh, the loved ones of, of Bob Knight. Yep. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, we'll get into some college basketball as the season. We will, man. But Not I have yet. one tidbit I want to talk about later on, like okay, like yeah. at the end, end, end of the show. Okay. Well, until that time, we're talking NHL. We'll dip our toe into college football. Yeah. You know who uh, who hasn't dipped their toe into the show is, is Ruben for once. Yeah, no. Ruben is uh, still grieving the loss of the Philadelphia Phillies. Ruben, if you're out there, we got the Eagles. We got the Eagles, 610-683-4058. If you need me to get you on this Eagles bandwagon, okay? It took me took me quite some time. But it's Dallas week, and we have to buckle down and be in full support of our birds, despite the Phillies crushing us, despite us should have winning the World Series. <laughs> I don't even know what English that was. Despite us should have winning the should World Series. Should have winning. But it's okay, Rube. We got another... Uh, championship aspiring team and they're going up against the dreaded cowboys and i'm gonna come onto this show on wednesday because we're not not having a show on monday and hopefully i'm gonna be able to scream yeah it's important i'm not them cowboys so just i'm really because i really don't want to see josh toot on monday if the cowboys win so i will not be happy like all i have will have been taken from me at that point the phillies in the playoffs the eagles against the cowboys like it's all i have all I have. Yeah. Do you do you understand how catastrophic this is, Jack? And then and then I would have to listen to the Cowboys being the best team in the NFC because they would have two losses and the tiebreaker over the Eagles. And I don't like that. Alrighty. Back well, to back let's to keep moving to the NHL. Western Conference. Yeah, Western Conference. I mean, I've been impressed with Colorado, Dallas, and the Central. It's kind of where that list stops and stops and starts. Um, Arizona's been surprisingly a little bit more competitive than I thought they'd be. I think they're an improved bunch with their signings of Matt Dumba and Sean Dursey defensively. Um, Logan Cooley, the dazzling seeming rookie up front, um, playing along, you know, with with some other interesting guys there, Clayton Keller, um, and some interesting vets, Nick Schmaltz, and you know, the list goes on there. So Arizona's, you know, decently keeping floating around four and four early stages. Nashville, they're trying to figure it out. Saros, good goaltender. What do they have, you know, around up front with the forwards? They have guys who can separate themselves. I'm not sure. Wild have been underperforming, man. This is a team who was clear-cut third in this division uh, ahead of Winnipeg and others a year ago. Doesn't look like they're the same team so far uh, at 3-4-2. Again, only nine games. Not trying to overreact, but uh, Kirill Kaprizov and Minnesota haven't really dazzled me to this point. Uh, and then the Blues and Blackhawks, yeah, they will not be competing this year. At least for Chicago, they have Connor Bedard, though, who's uh, incredible. Bright spot in the future. Yeah, he's absolutely dazzling, so good. You you know, I once, uh, not once, I just told someone today, they asked me what city I was born in. I, I said Naperville, Chicago, and I felt <laughs> stupid. It's the first time I've ever done that. <laughs> just, I know that like 75% of Americans think that Chicago is the state. Like, we all do that, right? No, no. So many people do that. I've never called Chicago the state, like, referring to Illinois. By the way, my sister still doesn't comprehend that Philadelphia is inside of Pennsylvania. Um, she is convinced that Philadelphia is a state, 
And, and I don't know what she thinks Pennsylvania does, is, does like some other concept. understand geography? No. Okay. No, she That's understands what it uh, like. basketball, though. Yeah. And somehow she's a straight-A student. Well, good for her. I, I guess she hasn't taken geography. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, she's... And, and the concept of Pittsburgh being also in Pennsylvania shocks her. She claims there can only be one city per state. That's uh, not how that works. <laughs> Definitely not how that works. She's great, man. It's it's quite a time. That's having me scratch my head, but all right. Let's move on. Finally, Pacific. Vegas is still that team. They're still, I think, the front runners for the Stanley Cup. Still not lost to even regulation yet. 9-0-1 through their first 10. Well, neither has Boston. Yeah, I know. Uh, But I never never said Boston was going to be bad. You said they were a prime fall-off candidate. Oh, a lot of people did think that. I agree. I agree. So Just pointing it out. Yeah. Um, Vancouver, heck of a start for them. Uh, Rick Tockett uh, did a really good job with them last year uh, before he was uh, relieved of his duties. I don't know why. I forget um, off the top of my head. But he's back with Vancouver, and they look very sharp through their first nine. They're 6-2-1. and one. You know, very tactical team there. Thatcher Demko's a good goalie. They made some nice moves to, to button up their defense. Uh, Susie is one of them uh, to note. And then up front, uh, Tatsko fell at the bottom six. Sam Lafferty, a nice you know, move to ensure that there's some good play there from the Penguins. I like this bunch. I think they're still trying to move Connor Garland because uh, they're trying to figure out his role. But Kuzmanko's a guy who's developed nicely in their top six forward groups. At least Pedersen's obviously incredible. Um, you know, JT Miller, Brock Besser. They have they have some really good players, but I think they're really starting to piece things together and figure it out. Figure it out. Um, what I've seen so far, if they keep playing like this all year, the Canucks will be in the playoffs uh, once again. All right, L.A., again, they're a solid team, 5-2-2, two, and two, building off last year, and they made a nice trade for Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, from the Jets. They gave up some pieces there, gave Velarde one of the main ones to go back to Winnipeg. Uh, and they was going to move L.A., they're a solid team. It's all about the goaltending. What are they going to get all year out of Phoenix Copley, Cam Talbot? Can they be consistent enough to win them enough games? Otherwise, I think the talent on this roster is good enough to get them uh, to where they want to go and be one of the better teams in the Western Conference. Anaheim, they're overperforming. Five and four. Uh, look, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're just floating around early. Um, you know, we'll find out what they'll be. They're 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 even young. a blind squirrel finds a nut. Yeah, exactly. They're young. They're not. They, you know, they're a little pesky, but they're not. A, they're not a team who's going to push for the playoffs. Seattle and Edmonton. I'm going to clump these two together because these were two playoff teams from last year. Man, they've been wildly disappointing in the early stages. 3-5-2, Seattle's look like they just have no spark or no remnants of what they possessed last year in Edmonton. Uh, the goaltending slash defense has been frightening uh, in the early stages of the season. I think they're going to get things under control offensively, but man, defensively and the goaltending, ugh, rough, rough going so far. 2-5-1 to their first eight, not a positive sign for the Oilers. Yeah, there's a lot of games left to be played, but... Uh, not the start that they pictured uh, and, you know, wanted to get off to. Calgary and San Jose. Uh, San Jose is in a class of their own. Calgary, I never really expected them to bounce back. I thought this team was very, very mediocre. That's They're showing they're, I think, a little bit worse than that. The Jonathan Huberto trade looks terrible. Looks like Matthew Kuchuk going to the Panthers was a fleece job and a half by Florida. Uh, Hubert just doesn't look like he's the same player, doesn't look comfortable playing for Calgary. Um, and then the Sharks are just absolutely dreadful. I mean, my goodness. This team is winless. They're 0-8-1. They might be breaking their own record for worst team of all time. 
They have nine goals in their first nine games. That's not good. Frank Vitrano, who has nine goals for the Ducks, has the same amount of goals as the Sharks do as a team. A lot of, lot of bad signs here. This team is clear-cut, worse than the NHL. They should get the number one overall pick. That's it. Yeah, that's kind of it for NHL discussion. Um, anything else you wanted to add on? I know it was kind of... No, I think we'll keep it rapid fire and keep the show moving for Taking the lead. All right, wrap it up. A couple minutes of college football talk here. Uh, but first, we do have a message from... He's flinging that notebook open. The KUR notebook. Let's see. The notebook of KUR. So. Make it a good one, buddy. It's your last one for a week. Um. Yeah, we are not going to have a Monday show next week. Uh, something came up. Uh, an obstacle got in the way. So... Uh, a little bit of a conflict at the time. So Heavy Eaters will not be on Monday next week. Uh, we will have a Wednesday show. We might. Um, I don't know if your schedule uh, looks like or what the show schedule looks like here, but maybe we could try to squeak in a Tuesday show. I can see what I can do. So if not, we'll just be back for the one on Wednesday and then a regular week the week after that, I think. Faux show. So. All right. Um, from the KU Community Calendar. Hey, Golden Bears. The KU Residence Life, Housing, and Dining Services Office is proud to once again partner with Noresco to present the annual Trashion Fashion Show. Support your residence halls by attending hall council meetings on Monday nights to be part of one of Residence Life's most engaging traditions, supporting sustainable initiatives and eco-friendly practices. Then come out to South Dining Hall on Friday, November 17th at 7 p.m. to support your peers as they take to the catwalk while wearing garments made entirely from recyclable materials. Powered by Noresco, your first choice for energy efficiency and sustainability solutions. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. You know what's funny about that one? What? You can clearly tell that that's written by ResLife because having lived in residence halls here for three years now, that's how they start all of their announcements when they go bing, bing, right over the announcement system. Yeah. They always, the uh, the DR always makes the announcement. Hey, Golden Bears. Something I don't care about. Stay golden. Gotcha. And hang out. Yeah, but it always starts, hey, Golden Bears. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> All righty. Uh, let's get into college football real quick. Let's do it. Um, games of the week to watch. The Inferior League. On Saturday. Ooh. Kansas State, Texas. But Oh, man, I want to talk about this real quick. Kansas State, a team that is sneaking up a lot of people. Uh, six and two. Man, they have legit Big 12 aspirations. Uh, right back in the thick of it, they have just been, ever since that loss to Mizzou, they have looked pretty good. Uh, outside of that, you know, hiccup against Oklahoma State, but they've been surprisingly competitive as well. I think this Kansas State team has a real chance to uh, to make some noise and, you know, a more of a chance to hang in there against Texas this weekend than people would think. I'm not saying they're going to win, uh, but they have that capability to go in there and, and push the Longhorns all the way up until the end of that game. Be one of those where it's like, wow, they really kept it that close. Yeah, I think that's that's a possibility here. Texas A&M travels to take on Ole Miss. Notre Dame goes to Clemson in a kind of an interesting type of trap game for the Irish. Clemson's four and four. They're they're not really what you know we've been accustomed to seeing out of the Tigers. Notre Dame can't fall asleep though because Clemson could get them if they show up with their only you know B minus game. Gotcha. Um, that's one to look out for as well. We got. Let's keep looking here. On uh, the national perspective, Mizzou goes to Georgia in the SEC. That's an interesting one. Battle of Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Can the Sooners rebound after a tough loss against the Jayhawks? And can Mike Gundy and the, and the uh, Cowboys of Oklahoma State um, get the best of the Sooners in the last Battle of Bedlam while these two teams are both in the Big 12 as Oklahoma's going to the SEC next year? 
Penn State travels to take on Maryland after a surprising tight game in Happy Valley last weekend against the Hoosiers of Indiana. We'll see if uh, James Franklin and this team can get that one figured out as they travel to take on the Terps, a team that James Franklin has really had the number of uh, on his tenure uh, as head coach of the Nittany Lions. Penn State, eight-and-a-half-point favorites going into that one. Um, Oregon hosts Cal, who pushed USC last week. Kansas goes to Iowa State after a big win last week against Oklahoma, like I already mentioned. Um, Washington and USC in the night slate big-time game. Huskies have had some issues going on the road this year. Can Caleb Williams and the Trojans take advantage at the Coliseum and get the best of the Huskies, giving them their first loss of the season? And then Alabama and LSU, a rivalry in the SEC West. Brian Kelly got the best of Nick Saban in the Tide last year down in Baton Rouge. The Tide and Nick Saban trying to keep their college playoff hopes alive by returning the favor and knocking LSU out of this thing uh, with a win this weekend. Wow. Miami-NC State as well, an interesting matchup in the ACC. Oregon State goes to Colorado, another one in the Pac-12 that could be fun. We'll see. Oregon State, tough loss to Arizona a week ago. A lot of fun games uh, across college football all throughout. And then the nightcap, UCLA-Arizona, another underrated type of matchup. Um, Man, oh, man, I love this great sport all throughout the day on Saturday. Some great games to look out for all the way from noon. Heck, Ohio State going to Rutgers. Rutgers is 6-2. I don't think they're going to beat the Buckeyes, but... You know what Greg Schiano's doing there? Making them improve. They're already going to a bowl game. Guaranteed they could lose out and go to a bowl game. Um, my Knowles go to take on Pitt. They're over three touchdown favorites in that game. Uh, I'm excited, man. What a time to be Florida State Seminole fan. They are in the top four of the original college football playoff rankings. Ohio State was one with their resume. Wins against Notre Dame and Penn State. Uh, Georgia was number two. Michigan number three. And uh, Florida State number four with Washington and Oregon at five and six, just on the outside looking in on the initial college football playoff rankings of the 2023 um, 24 season. So, yeah. Any, you, any quick other thoughts? No blooded. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I actually, like, from afar, I do like Florida State. Not going to lie. They're fun, man. They're fun. So, you're fun. One quick note, though. I'm going to talk about one thing about college basketball. By the way, Louisville lost an exhibition game to Division II Kentucky Wesleyan. Oh. Yeah. Wesleyan. Rough look for uh, for uh, Kenny Payne. Why do you keep calling it that? Because <laughs> it irritates you. Like, it literally makes no sense. I thought it was originally when I brought it up to you. you yeah. like, oh, no. no, it's not. Okay. Yeah, dude. It literally wasn't. I, I think you're still serious about it. No. So. Well, Maybe. No, All right. I'm not. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us here on Heavy Hitters. Um, we will not be live next Monday, uh, so you can catch us right here next Wednesday. Enjoy your week. We should have previewed that Monday night. College. Game, yeah, we should have. <laughs> Go, Birds. Uh, we'll be back. Enjoy the rest <laughs> of your week. We'll be back on Wednesday.